a quote has always stuck with me um, ever since I read it. It's, it's been years now. <clears throat> I, I, I done forgot who as who said it, but um, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Um, so mm. it's that is I live by that now, um, mm. and it's 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 a big thing. It's I, it doesn't matter how much you know. And you could say you have all this knowledge in the world, but if you don't show that employee you care about them or anything, it's not going to matter to them. Welcome to the Machine Shop Mastery Podcast, where we uncover the stories behind successful machine shops and their owners. By interviewing current and former shop owners, we dig deep to unveil their secrets of success and the struggles and challenges they've overcome on their paths to building thriving shops. We aim to elevate how important the machining industry is and inspire others by highlighting why owning a shop can be a great vehicle to creating jobs, stimulating the economy, and creating wealth. Here's our host, former machine shop owner himself, Paul Van Meter. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Machine Shop Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Paul Van Meter, and I always say that it's my pleasure when I have a guest on because it genuinely is. But today I am absolutely pumped uh, for you to hear my conversation with Cody Guidry of Coastal Machine and Supply in Karenko, Louisiana. I get the pronounce, pronunciation right on that. Cody is an exceptional individual who has just completely uh, awed me from the moment uh, I met him. And he recently became an equity owner in the company. So hence, he got the right to be on this show. Um, and he just shared, he shares so many knowledge bombs with about treating employees and about personal development and culture and uh, performance um, and leadership. So it's a fantastic conversation. Uh, I know that there'll be a lot of people inspired by Cody's ideas and his words and the things that he and the leadership and owners at Coastal have done. Uh, if you're looking to, to learn more about uh, an exceptional company in the machine, precision machining space, go research uh, anything you can about Coastal Machine and Supply. So uh, it was just a ton of fun for me. I, I know you'll enjoy it as well. So without further ado, let's go learn from Cody. Well, good morning, Cody. I am so excited to have you here on the show. I feel like this has been a very long time coming. So welcome yeah. to the show. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I feel the same. I was actually thinking about that. Um, that it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honored to be here. So thank you for the invite. Oh, yeah, it's truly an honor. Um, so uh, you are with Coastal Machine and Supply down in uh, Karenko. Is that how you pronounce Karen it? Karenko, I, I yeah, should know that uh, by now. You got to get that little Cajun uh, in here. <laughs> Co, Louisiana. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about Coastal today, a little bit of the history, and let's then after that dig into your background. Yeah, so um, Coastal was founded in 2004. Um, today, um, we have about 20, as of Wednesday, it'll be 23, 23 CNC machines. Um, awesome. And we have 52 employees. Um, we serve the oil and gas industry mostly, um, and over the past few years, we've been diversifying a lot. Um, so now we do space work um, and defense work. So, Great. and some commercial and industrial stuff. Um, sure. But, yeah, it's, it's 
it's been a, it's been fun. Um, yeah. yeah. And you just in the last few years got AS certified, ITAR, all that kind of stuff, right? Yep. Um, two years now, um, three years maybe. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think it'll be three years end into this year. So. Okay. Yeah, that's been a, a whole journey in its own. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let's dig into your story and then how it merges in with the coastal story. Yeah. Um, so I think I'll go back before coastal and maybe Absolutely. how I got Please do. Into, manu manu into manufacturing. Um, I started a machine in a machine shop. Um, one of my best friends, actually, uh, I was going to school for it to be something totally different. I was going for a network specialist. Um, I wanted to be really involved in IT department and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And my best friend got me involved in the machine shop, really working part time, uh, sweeping floors, packaging parts, that types of thing. Um, and I don't know, during the summer, I kind of started working more and more there, um, obviously, because I wasn't going to school this summer and the money started being nice. Um, yeah. And then they kind of put me on a machine uh, to try to learn and uh, took a semester off of school and I never went back. <laughs> um, okay. I just I enjoyed the money so much. Uh, I said I was going to go sure. back, but I never did. Um, right. And I, I, was, I was starting to really enjoy what I was doing. You know, I had really never been involved in manufacturing, even thought about working in a machine shop. Um, but that job didn't last long. Um, I oh, was really? fired from that job. Yeah. Um, probably about a year. Um, I was actually let go from that place. Um, so and this, is, first this machine, is one of your, this is one of your best friends that employed you. He you didn't said? employ me. He just, he got me the job there. He got um, you the job there. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, Wow. But yeah, I was let go. Um, I was a young kid, man. You know, I was oh, 19 years old. Um, so I was still thinking about going out and partying and those types of things. You know, I, I really sure. wasn't ready for real life. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, ended up finding another job at another machine shop um, where as a, I went into quality control over there. Um, and that's really where I, I kind of started finding myself and my way into a machine shop because um, I started liking that aspect of checking things to print and making sure things were right. Um, so I worked there for three and a half years. Uh, and then I got an opportunity at Coastal, um, a guy that I worked with at the first machine shop I ever worked at. Um, he got me the job at Coastal. Um, I knew they didn't have a quality manager here. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it seemed like a place, you know, I, I could really move up and it was a smaller company than I was at. Um, so came over here, um, started in quality control and that was 13 years ago, uh, almost 14 years in April. Yeah. Right. So you started yeah. as the quality manager there at Coastal? I started as an inspector. Um, okay. Yep. Yeah. Started as an inspector and then. Six months to a year, um, I took over the quality department. They made me quality manager um, okay. and did that for a couple of years. And then, man, I, I I really just started, I guess, picking power up off the floor. Um, you know, I got I got close with the owners and uh, I, I really just started trying to better the place and really build it up. Um, so I, I got involved into scheduling, production. Um, found my way into coding at one point, um, mm -hmm. running a machine, um, taught myself CAD CAM. I was programming one of the mills. 
um, and CAD CAM offline. Um, so yeah, so did that. Um, eventually kind of just gave myself the title of a, a, a production specialist at some point because um, I hired a quality manager. Um, we were we were growing and um, I really couldn't just handle the quality department anymore. Um, sure. So I, I was quoting and doing scheduling and all of that. Um, and then eventually went to um, became operations manager. Um, so I kind of took over up um, all the operations, overseeing everything. Um, and then as of March of this year, I became a partner. So I acquired some equity in the company. Um, <laughs> yes, you did. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it's been fun. Uh, it, it really has been a, a, a journey and a learning experience. I know I just spoke about a lot in that in that short time frame, but uh, I've, I've learned a lot over the past 13 years here. Wow, that is quite a journey from be getting fired at your first shop to becoming, you know, an equity owner. Uh, so what what have you taken away from that in terms of how you relate to other employees, younger employees? Uh, yeah, people that so maybe I, have, yeah, people that have made mistakes or aren't yeah, showing up on time, um, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, I can relate to it more. Um, now, um, especially somebody young coming into the company um, and just wants to learn, you know, you can see that they have it. It might be <clears throat> a high C player or, or, or B player in the company. They just, it doesn't seem like they have it. Um, I, I tend to, to be more lenient to it and just, you know, try to work with them and, and really see if they really want it down the road, um, mm. you know, to really try to grow with the company. Um, and I, that's a big thing with me now because I know where, where I came from. I sure. I was that you know high C B player, um, <clears throat> and I, I wasn't really ready for it in life at the time, you know. But I mean, look look where it's at now, um, and I see how much you know I've kind of grown into where I've been, and uh, really <clears throat> just taking on things like personal development and and all of that you know type of stuff to just grow as a person, as a leader, as a manager, and now as a owner. You know, part owner. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So, for for people that are listening, that are maybe on the younger side or not in management or leadership yet, but have aspirations for that, what would you say to them? Are the steps or the mindset shifts or the things that are needed <laughs> to set yourself on a path to do what you've done? Um. I think for me, uh, personal development was a, was a huge thing. Um, I didn't, <clears throat> I never really read in high school or anything like that. I, I was a student that didn't, that didn't study. I didn't need to study, you know, things just came mm -hmm. natural to me. Um, but then getting out of school and then kind of getting into a career, um, it's a different type of growth, uh, especially if, if you want to become a manager or a leader or, you know, it's you got to start growing other people, um, which mm -hmm. is which is a huge thing. So, I I'd say get into personal development. Um, you know, read a and book. Um, yeah, what whatever. What does personal development? Yeah, what does personal development mean for you? Like, what did it? Yeah, so it's learning topics that you didn't know about. Um, whether it's um, how to deal with things. Um, listening to podcasts, you know, hearing other people's opinions on things, you know, it, it's not, it's, it's not, you, 
you got to look at the world or look at things in, in other people's eyes. Um, I think, you know, how other people view things is a big thing. Um, mm -hmm. All of that uh, leadership, how to speak to people, you know, all the different four person personality types um, that mm -hmm. there is out there, um, which sure. is that is a huge thing because people don't when you speak to somebody, they don't always comprehend the way you think that they are. Um, sure. because everybody's different, you know? Um, yeah. so yeah, that's, that's personal development to me. Okay. Are you alluding to the disc model of, of yes, personality profiles? Yeah. 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 yeah there's yeah. many we different actually, ones out there and yeah, disc yeah. is great. We use that at our shop and, um, yeah, we use, um, crystal nose. Um, oh, so yeah. we sure. do that for, for all of our managers here and our leadership team. So everybody has their own crystal nose profile. Yeah. Um, so it's cool how the managers can see how we all react to each other and interact with each other. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's Big a great plus. tool. No, that's yeah. a good takeaway. Yeah. Um, very cool. Um, well, and I'll just, I just want to uh, interject um, just for those listening. Um, and I mentioned this before we hit record. Um, Cody is one of the most A plus players I've ever worked with or had the pleasure to, to meet or know at a machine shop. So, um, you know, take it, uh, from me, uh, and you know, if you self admit that you were a C player originally, uh, it is completely possible to get to that absolutely elite a plus level <clears throat> with determination and learning and, you know, mindset. So, so good for you, man. I'm so, um, happy that you're now an owner at coastal and, uh, very, excited uh it's thank cool you. the journey that you've been on yeah yeah, yeah thank you it's thank really you very neat. much absolutely <clears throat> all right well let's get into um so you have uh, about just over 50 employees at coastal um yep. you know it, 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 people it's it's obvious uh, that I know you more than just <laughs> from LinkedIn or something from <laughs> yeah. what we've been talking about. So I have been to Coastal uh, a number of times, an incredible culture, incredible team, just people have so much fun, but yet get so much work done there. Let's just talk about the culture. Let's talk about um, how you how you motivate the team, how you um, empower them to, to learn and grow. Just, yeah, just, let us let us have it. Yeah, what is the magic yeah. there that makes Coastal so awesome? Yeah, um, and for me, culture. Um, it I, I started experiencing it at the last machine shop I worked at because um, that was a shop they did have a good culture and they treated employees well. Um, and then when I came to Coastal, um, the the rest of the partners, Kevin, Keith, Kevin, and them, they they it, they was like above and beyond. So it it was kind of they started that here, you know, I, I owe all of that to them, um, really. Um, but it's, we, we really treat employees well here. I mean, mm -hmm. the things we do is just beyond what any other shop I've ever seen, um, or especially around here does. I mean, we, we, we hand out ice cream sandwiches on Thursdays. <laughs> um, you know, we, we provide our employees lunch twice a week, um, the whole facility. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, and it's, we do quarterly bonuses, uh, yearly bonuses, um, you know, after Thanksgiving, in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we hand out 30 pounds of meat um, to every single employee. Um, so, I mean, wow. roast and ground meat and all this stuff, we get it straight from a, a 
a local butcher shop. So um, you don't employ any vegetarians? <laughs> no. <laughs> 30 pounds of tofu. Told us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. But that, it's, it's important to us. Um, you know, we really yeah. want to try to make the employees feel like they mean more than just, you know, a number on a spreadsheet um, sure. or something like that. Um, it's, you have to give in to them. If you want a lot of that out of the employee, you, you have to give in to them um, mm -hmm. and show them that you care and respect for them. Um, so culture here is, is highly, highly important. Um, obviously mm -hmm. our, our company Crawfish Balls, um, mm -hmm. which you've had the pleasure of experiencing now sure uh, two years in a row, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we make that a huge deal. Uh, we yeah, shut the shop down early on the Friday. Um, and then the Saturday, <clears throat> uh, it's, it's all, it's a, actually a family fun day. Um, so we, we have fun jumps for the kids and, uh, the employee's family gets to come. Um, and what's cool to see is <clears throat> employee likes to take their family around the shop and show them that, you know, this is where I work and they're proud of it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and that's why we like having it here. We have, we have, you know, we have a good sized property in the back um, where we can yeah. have the fun jobs and ice cream trucks and snowball trucks and the kids come and we have games and door prizes and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, it's a, it's fun. It is. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll share an anecdote. We were out to dinner with uh, Keith, one of the owners and you and me and uh, a young employee walks in with his wife. And, you know, immediately, of course, hey, how's it going? All that stuff, warm welcome. But immediately, you know, Keith's like, yeah, we're picking up your dinner, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I just, that really struck me um, at, uh, you know, and he's like, yeah, you know, especially with, you know, with the spouse, you get that person who's really loves the company um, and sees yeah. how well you treat their husband or wife or whatever. And, uh, and that's sticky, right? That's sticky yeah. as well. Um, maybe yeah. even more so than the employee yeah. themselves. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. That and was... I, uh, yeah, that was, uh, so I, I think that was actually Kevin. I know we all have K's, so it's hard to remember. Oh, that was um, Kevin. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Sorry. But, uh, um, but yeah, it, and that was a, that employee was new. Um, yeah, I know. Very been new. there long at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, those types of things are important. I mean, it, we go play golf on the weekends and, you know, if I'm there or, or Chandler, our sales manager, if any of the other managers are playing, you know, we, we pay for all of the golf for the employees or anything like that and the food mm -hmm. and drinks mm -hmm. and all that. So, you know, that's on top of our, we do an annual golf tournament, company golf tournament. Um, sure. you know, just, just side things on the weekends with employees like that. Uh, we take fishing trips. Um, you know, all of those things are, are highly, highly important. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see, you know, just from, uh, being there, uh, and experiencing it, it, it's, it's genuinely coming from the heart. You know, it's not just a calculated yeah. ROI of, yeah, we should, you know, pay for this much food or whatever. And therefore we're going to get this much out of the employees. It yeah. genuinely comes from the heart. Like they just absolutely. care for people so much. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That is definitely yeah, one of the secrets. I mean, Family orientation is one of our core values here. Um, so, you know, the, the, and it's we have a you know a banner in the shop with our core values, and yes. it's you know we want everybody to know that everybody's treated like family here. Um, mm -hmm. So it's you know if an employer needs to leave to go take care of some family stuff, you know, they they have the ability to do that. It doesn't matter how hot of a job they're on. 
Um, right. You know, family comes first always, and you should always have a, a family work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you find that with that, and I'm sure that reputation gets around because the machinist community in every town or, or area is relatively small. Uh, is that just a huge draw for recruitment? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was actually, we just hired somebody uh, yesterday um, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, an email and I'm listing out all the benefits and I was like, you know, you end up with a page as long as everything <laughs> you do. And it's like his, his response was just, this is amazing. You know what I mean? And, uh, sure. you know, we, we, when we share things on, on Facebook or whatever it may be, it's just the amount of shares and the likes we get. It's just, it's, it's crazy. So, but it's, it's a yeah. good thing to see. Um, Absolutely. You know, but yeah, it, it's definitely around town for sure. <laughs> so do you guys have people just, uh, coming to you, you know, here's my resume. Do you have any openings? Yeah. Yeah. We do yeah. do that. Yeah. 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 Well, that is such an incredibly stark difference. Um, you know, I, I pretty much every shop I know these days is struggling to find, you know, anyone to come, come work for them. Uh, and to have, uh, you guys have maybe the opposite problem where you have people applying when you may or may not even have a position available. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, yeah, I'm sure that people will, will take away from this, you know, yeah. what, uh, what it takes to, uh, to, put yourself in the position that you guys are in. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That guy I've been applying since the beginning of the year, actually. The one no, Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. See, case in point right there. <laughs> yeah. um, hmm. So um, I'd love to, you mentioned you diversified over the last few years. Uh, I'd love to talk about sort of the company's sort of higher level sales and marketing strategy, how you how you find new customers. Um, I know you've been with some of your customers for a very long time, but um, yeah, yeah, I'd just love to hear, hear you share a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've always been an oil and gas shop. Um, mm -hmm. So we, we made the decision to diversify uh, for during COVID um, mm -hmm. actually. Um, we were the, obviously it, it hit the oil and gas market a lot. Um, so there we were again on, on another downturn and, you know, it was just like this. We can't keep doing this. You know, I can't do this to our employees, first of all, because uh, we don't want to have to lay off good guys. Um, so we made the decision to to get AS, um, how we were going to get aerospace work. We had absolutely no clue, um, but we figured, why not? Um, mm -hmm. You know, if we have AS, we'll, we'll find it some kind of way. Um, so, yeah, so um, actually Pro Shop helped with that a lot. Um, and getting our AS certification, uh, which we got in a three, four month time frame, which I uh, mm -hmm. believe is pretty quick. Um, yes, it from is. What I hear. <laughs> yes, it's very quick. Uh, yeah. Um, and we did that and um, we were introduced actually, you know, thanks to you, um, you connected us with uh, Datum. Um, so that's kind of where Datum Source is where we got some of our initial uh, space customers. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, we we got on we got on Lockheed Martin's AVL um, through through me just pounding away at an email from a, a contact I received that uh, through a vendor of ours mm -hmm. um, I, I hit on that person for <clears throat> a solid year on emails and anytime we had something new right. um, going on in the shop I, I let them know and saying you know this is what we have going on you know look at our growth look what we can do. 
all this. Wow. And finally they gave us a chance. Yeah. Um, so, and it's cool to say, you know, now we, we built spark parts for, uh, the Orion project, you know, you know, Artemis and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's that cool. led to an incredible journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, and then now, um, we actually have an, an outside salesman that we hired, um, to further diversify the company um, into to um, deeper aerospace markets and stuff like that. Okay. So, yeah. And and yeah, how is that person going about finding new clients for you guys? So he he has he has an initial list of of, of contacts. He's kind of well known um, in the market. Um, mm -hmm. He actually him and uh, Keith actually kind of know each other, and they kind of like man. This could be a good fit. You know, he's never done this for anybody else. Um, this is kind of his his first shot at it. Um, but um, yeah, he he's 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 deep into the helicopter industry. Um, okay, and even yeah. knows people in yeah in defense industry and stuff like that. So there's a lot of contacts, and that's kind of what he already does is business development. Um, sure. So he 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 knows he knows his way around. <laughs> I'll say that. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And do you guys do social media stuff, focus on keeping your website up to date? What, what other yeah. kind of things? Yeah, so we keep the website up to date. We have, we have a good marketing company that does that. Um, and then we also do LinkedIn targeting ads. Um, okay. Yeah, so we've seen some traction from that too. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, we kind of the target, target either specific customers or specific regions in the US um, or even specific um, people on LinkedIn with certain titles or anything Job like that. titles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do so that like, as well. Like procurement manager or buyer yeah. or things like Buy that. Buyer, category managers, all of those, yeah. Right, yeah, that's yeah. smart. How did you yeah. learn about how to do that LinkedIn stuff? Uh, actually, the marketing company. Um, okay. They, I, had heard, I, I had heard about it, um, and then uh, they, they recommended that we do it, yeah. Okay. And we also do uh, SEO too, so search sure. engine optimization. Yeah, which is and have, if you're not doing that, you need to. <laughs> so have you found? Have you gotten leads directly off your website? Yeah, yeah, yep, okay. yeah. So we have a, a contact submission form uh, through right. our website, and we get those. Yeah, we've had we have customers now that have gone through that process. Wow, and yeah. nationwide or still just locally or nationwide? Yeah, nationwide. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good lesson to take away. Yeah. Do your, do your SEO. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. SEO is big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, years ago in the early to mid 2000s, um, 2004, five, six, seven, probably, um, you know, it was easier to rank for keywords because it wasn't nearly as competitive as it is today. And there was, and, and I had, um, listen to podcast, uh, uh, about a, a lady that was an SEO expert and just consumed all the content she had. And, uh, we went to work, you know, on our own website. And, uh, there was a period of a couple years where if you, you know, pulled up a an incognito browser and just put in CNC machine shop, procnc.com was the number one organic result for a oh. few years and <laughs> we definitely got a lot of <laughs> definitely got a lot of work from that but yeah. it's exceedingly hard to to rank in first position today it's yeah i, I don't even want to it's i'm sure it's a couple orders of magnitude more difficult so 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. it, it is important. Yeah. Um, let's see, engage workforce. Uh, do you guys engage at all with local tech colleges or uh, machining programs or anything like that? Yeah, so um, that is something where I'm really trying to get kicked up um, around here. And, uh, you know, we've seen more and more traction from it. Um, our local tech college kind of just restarted the uh, manufacturing program that they have over there. Um, mm -hmm. It died down for a while, uh, but it's kind of getting started back up. Um, and then we actually got to participate in, uh, we were picked to participate in manufacturing day uh, this year. Um, mm -hmm. So that was cool. We had a local high school. Um, that came tour. Um, so we oh, had about nice. 20, 28 kids um, come and they oh, got to see cool. the shop and the facility. Yeah. And once we, once I started telling them all the things we do for our employees, they were like, where can we, where can we uh, put application <laughs> in? You know, I'm coming tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was a really cool and fun experience and to see the, you know, their, the kids and, um, and, and the youth involved and, and get involved in manufacturing and see that it's just not, you know, an old dirty machine shop, um, you know, and mm -hmm. it's, we, ha we have fun here. Um, and there's a lot of cool stuff from the automation we're doing now and, you know, the five axis machines and all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So um, I just want to go back on the benefits. I just, it's <laughs> so important. So I imagine some, some shop leaders or owners would say, that's too expensive. I can't afford to bring, you know, provide lunch twice a week for everybody and give them 30 pounds of meat or whatever it might be. What would you say to someone that has that belief? Yeah, that <laughs> the 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 happiness you get out of the employee it outweighs the cost of that 100%. I mean, it, you know, if an employee knows he he can come into the facility day and he doesn't have to worry about getting his lunch or bringing lunch. I mean, you know, he, twice a week now, right. um, that, that outweighs anything, you know, um, that might take his day up, you know, if he's just having a bad morning and, you know, it, he continues on that bad path and then lunch, you know, compared to lunch comes around, he knows, Oh wait, you know, they're getting lunch for me. Um, turns mm -hmm. in the morning, right. My, you know, right around and he might not scrap something that afternoon, you know, just, right just from having a bad morning because it does happen. You, machining is, is a very mental game. Um, mm -hmm. And if, if you're in your own head, it's, it's very possible to scrap something. I mean, everybody sure. knows that. Um, so, but, you know, like I said, that, <laughs> that whatever that amount is to, to cover the cost of employees for the week, um, sure. that, the, the cost of a scrap part is it oh, outweighs yeah. that 100%. So yeah, I'll, it's totally worth it. Totally worth it. You know, ice cream sandwiches, that doesn't even, that does not cost a lot, <laughs> um, no. you know, yeah. and then, it, you know, and, and the, the, the owners are the ones who pass it out. We don't, we don't just put it in a box, say, hey, we, we go to everybody and, and pass it out. Um, right. So and then they get to see, you know, ownership, um, walking the shop floor and, and handing the stuff out. So that, yeah. that's a, another huge thing that, you know, if, as a business owner, you should be doing. You should be on the shop floor um, yeah. talking to your employees. <clears throat> yeah. And along with handing those out comes lots of laughing and joking around and just, you know, yeah, yeah. just fun. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You try to yeah. pick up somebody's day, you know, it's absolutely, that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's, 
a quote has always stuck with me um, ever since I read it. It's, it's been years now. <clears throat> I, I, I done forgot who has, who said it, but um, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Um, so mm. it, that is, I live by that now. Um, mm. And it's, it's, it's a big thing. It's, I, it doesn't matter how much you know, and you could say you have all this knowledge in the world, but if you don't show that employee you care about them or anything, it's not going to matter to them. Um, you know, right. they, they won't care. <laughs> hmm. That's a good one. I'll write that down. Um, yeah. So uh, you mentioned scrap. Um, you guys make some pretty expensive parts. So scrap rate is yeah, it can get not there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, yeah, our, our, um, our, we so we measure uh, a KPI called cost of quality. Um, so and we we put that percentage against our revenue, um, and that actually feeds into our quarterly bonus. Um, we have a pretty um, extensive quarterly bonus program where it gets real deep on levels and categories and stuff like that. And then, you know, subtracting from them, you know, we, and I'll, I'll speak about it. We, so we, we design our quality bonus program as, you know, one big pot of money um, mm -hmm. based on levels of revenue, uh, cost of quality, and then uh, profit margin, um, mm -hmm. those categories. And then you have different levels based on, you know, whatever you do. Um, so everybody's everybody gets you know has this chance to get this one base quarterly bonus, and then we structure it based on your job position. So obviously a machinist machining the part should get a little bit more because he is he is directly involved and he, he contributes so much to that. Um, right. So you know we have multipliers based on job positions and stuff like that. Um, okay. But we make sure everybody gets something because it is you know it is a team environment. Um, from the, the people cleaning the floor to the drivers, you know, delivering local products, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. um, and then we actually kind of subtract people um, if they scrap a part, uh, if they have a part going back for rework or anything like that. Um, so, we, you know, we try to say, hey, you know, you had a bad month, so we're going you know, to reduce you. You really shouldn't get the same as somebody who didn't, you know, didn't mm -hmm. have a bad month who had a great month. Um, so we do that. And then on top of that, we, we, we give cash out to machinists that don't scrap anything the whole month. <laughs> oh, really? Just yeah. walk around, hand yeah. out cash. Yeah. It's, it's part of, yeah, it's part of the, part of the bonus program. So if, you know, every sure. month that they don't scrap anything, they get extra cash on top of their, the normal quarterly bonus check. Wow. Wow. That's cool. Do yeah. you feel like, um, so you could, that could possibly swing too far or someone is so cautious that it takes forever to get a job done. How do you balance yeah. that with productivity? Yeah. So, I mean, we look and obviously ProShop has, you know, uh, value added numbers dashboard. Um, so we, we watch efficiency, um, for employees. Um, and we speak about that and, and there we do a review with employees every six months. Um, okay. So we, we bring that up in the reviews and we look down and say, hey, you know, this is kind of where you've been and stuff like that. Um, so we watch it with them. Um, and then obviously, you know, if this, a job's gone bad right away, um, we see it. Um, but man, we, you know, none of, we're so blessed. None of our employees are like that over here um, where they just, you know, milk things or anything like that. Uh, we, mm -hmm. we have some of the best people 
I think, around here. Um, so we're, we're blessed not to have to worry about something like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you said the word lucky. Don't think <laughs> there's that much luck involved. <laughs> I think it's the people you attract. Yeah. I think it's the culture you've cultivated, mm -hmm. uh, the mentality of performance and excellence uh, balanced with, you know, really having it be a family type environment. Um, so, and that's not something you can put in place overnight. That takes a long time to cultivate. It does. Yeah. I mean, all the things we provide now is taking years and years to get, I mean, this, it wasn't like this day one of I got, got here. Um, we obviously sure. did, it did a lot of great things, um, but we, you know, we're continuing to evolve this and, and now we do things like we, we give, we're trying to give people reasons to stay with us. You know what I mean? So we say at, like at, at 10 years, an employee has the option to either get a hundred percent of his and his family's insurance paid for, or they get an mm -hmm. extra week of vacation. Um, mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. for us, for insurance, we provide the employee a hundred percent and then we pay 50% of the family. Um, <clears throat> but if we say, you know, if you're with us 10 years, you have the option, we'll pay a hundred percent of your family or you get an extra week of vacation. And then at 15 years, you get the, the other, you know, the one oh. you didn't pick at 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so we nice. do give both eventually. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and what is, and what, just, is your, we, what is your tenure like? Is it your employee tenure? Is it pretty, pretty, I mean, you probably don't have people leave very often, I imagine. Correct. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, um, no, we don't. Um, I think the longest I've been here 13 years, the longest employee 17, 18, maybe 19 years. Um, okay. we have three of them like that. Um, but other than that, um, we, I think the average is probably around five to seven years right now. Um, COVID we took a little hit. So, um, sure. We had, you know, it, I'm sure most shops did. We yeah, ended up absolutely. having to lay off some, um, it, it's, you know, it sucks, but, um, uh, but right now, um, we're probably average is five to seven. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. So besides cost of quality and profit, what, what other metrics do you track? Oh, so on-time delivery, um, which is, if you're not, I'll speak on that. Um, obviously, <laughs> over the, the, things we've, the things we've done over the past year, um, you know, if you're not tracking on-time delivery and if you don't think that's important, you're, 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 you're losing out. Um, it, we our on time delivery average for the year is ninety five percent now, um, at least ninety five percent. Some months we hit ninety six, some months ninety seven. We even crept into the ninety eight, ninety nine percent range sometimes, which is mm -hmm. hard to do when you're, you're shipping out a hundred and hundred and fifty work orders a month. Um, right. You know, and it's it's before that. Let's see, the middle of last year we were fifty, sixty, seventy percent at best. Right. Um, and we, you know, we were like, this is enough. We, we gotta get, we gotta get a handle on it. Um, so that was, that was a whole journey in its own. Um, and, but props to the team over here on, on getting it done a lot faster than the goal had set out for everybody. Um, mm -hmm. it pretty much achieved, went from 60% to 90% in two months. Um, mm -hmm. You know, just in the in the processes we've changed and stuff like that, and, and utilizing ProShop to its fullest. To be honest, right, right, yeah. And then, go ahead. Oh yeah, continue on other metrics. Uh, um, and then, 
besides OTD, we um, vendor OTD now, which we've started really diving into that because um, we found out that's kind of, you know, the, the 5% that we were losing and that we're, we're not getting right now. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of, you know, 2 to 3% is you know, due to vendors. So um, we're really tackling that now um, and trying to get our vendors up to speed in OTD. Um, and then we track um, customer satisfaction. We do a uh, customer survey twice a year. Um, we do an employee survey twice a year. So we do employee satisfaction as well. Um, cost of quality, we talk about that. OTD, vendor OTD. Um, we do amount of NCRs, um, not just cost of quality. So we'll track the amount of NCRs we do. Um, and then we also track the actual percent of parts scrap um, right. compared to cost yeah. of quality. So uh, quite a few. And um, I know you, you already mentioned sort of efficiency of uh, or yeah. value value added numbers of employees. Yeah. Can you yeah. talk a little Sounds bit about nice. about uh, time tracking? You know, one of the one of the things that I know many shops deal with is having a difficult time getting buy-in from the whole team about tracking time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think you guys do a very good job of this. And I know you have a couple of superstars <laughs> that are in the yeah. like 99% plus range. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd love to have you share a bit that, about that, how you, how you got that buy-in, how you uh, got that sort of culturally uh, assimilated. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, time tracking was actually instilled here before I got here. Um, okay. and then I came, yeah, it was, um, not probably not as good as we do it now. Um, but you know, and then I came from a shop that was real big on it. So, and like, you know, so I knew how important it was. Um, and then it would, would, it, it really took, what really made the difference is when we were able to move to pro shop and, um, we had all the various categories of time tracking, um, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's maintenance, cleanup, whatever it may be, because all, all that stuff's matter. It's not just a simple, you know, clock in the job and then clock out of the job. Um, sure. You want to know what your employees are doing when they're not clocked in on the job, you know, where, where mm -hmm. they're spending their time at. Um, you know, is it taking too long to break down machines? Uh, is it taking too long to why are they spending so much time on maintenance? You know, um, all those things. Um, it is so important to know where the money's going. Um, yeah. really, um, it, it's how can you efficiently run a shop if, if you don't know where you're spending all your time at, um, or, you know, what's taking up most of the time, um, are there, you know, are, are you, are the guys programming on the machine, um, when really you, you save a lot of time if they're doing offline programming, um, sure. you know, all of that stuff, uh, it's, it's, it's very critical. It is. Yeah. So I want to tie in a couple of things that see if you agree. Um, you know, some shops and employees, you know, have the perception, I think, that, you know, time tracking is like Big Brother watching them, right? And they're just there to sort of micromanage or penalize or whatever. And I'm guessing that's not the way your team perceives it. And I tie it back to the whole thing about caring for them as people. And mm -hmm. I'm guessing that it's easy when you have a culture where it's just understood that, that the owners deeply care about each person individually um, and their success, that time tracking 
is really a tool to help support them and improve the company and yep. figure out where to plug the holes where money isn't being as or time isn't being used as well. Not as a, yep. not as a punitive thing. Um, and also probably relates back to quarterly bonuses and, you know, yep. like if we can make our maintenance processes, you know, uh, less costly, take less time, that's going to mean a bigger, uh, bonus to me. And absolutely. Yeah. Anything you want to add to that? I just kind of spilled probably <laughs> yeah, no. the, whole, the whole answer, hopefully, but yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll say, you know, if, if you're trying to get the employees on board with time tracking and you know, you have pushback, you need to speak about it in a way that it, it, it helps them. It betters them. Um, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is, is show them how it, you know, it'll help. Um, in regards to their performance and their bonus or, you know, a pay raise or anything like that, you kind of need to tie it all to that um, and show them, you know, if you time track well and you, you know, I can, we have proof that you're doing good on your jobs and your times and all of that stuff, you know, we'll have no problem giving you a raise. You know, we just, we need to see it. You know, you got to be able to see it some kind of way. Um, yeah. I, I think that's the biggest thing is you got to structure yeah. it in some kind of way like that. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, for the on-time delivery initiative, they finished it faster than the target you had set out. Yeah. Um, I'd love to talk for a few minutes about execution and uh, decisiveness, because you know I visit a lot of shops, and I have—I don't think I've visited a shop that um, decides on you know, big initiatives or things that, that are important to do and then just attacks it ferociously and gets it done fast and on time or ahead of schedule. Like how, what's the secret sauce for how you guys do that? <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm a person just in general that if, if I say we're going to do something, we're going to do it. And, you know, I like to do things fast and I like to do things right. And I just like to make sure things get done. Um, so, but then, I, you know, I, I portray that down to the team and, you know, it, it, I don't know, we, we just, I, I, we just like to make it happen. I, I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, I, I don't know, Paul, it, it's, Things, when you make a decision to do big things like that, I mean, that is a big thing, like getting your OTD right. Um, so I don't know why anybody would want to just let that linger around or just let the project fall off or anything like that. Um, but, you know, we'll have a meeting about it and say, okay, this is what we need to do. We'll get everybody involved say, you know, you know how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? This is the project. Okay, yep, these are our goals. We need to do this by this date, this by this date, this by this date. Um, these are the processes we're going to implement to get this done. Um, and then we go from there. If, the, if we figure out a process is not working, we change it right away. Um, we don't wait until, you know, a meeting next month to figure out, hey, this isn't working. Um, you know, those mm -hmm. high level projects, you, you need to do those types of things. Um, and I think that's where it comes from. I mean, uh, execution is another core value of ours. Um, oh, is it? So, okay. yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I think it's just, it, it comes naturally to me. Um, and then I think 
a lot of other people when it comes natural to me and I, you know, I push it throughout the whole organization. It starts to come naturally from for everybody else. So I'm sure a lot of folks out there have the best intentions of executing things quickly and well, but it comes down to the, the real world, you know, getting what takes priority working on this project or getting jobs out the door. So there's yeah. probably a lot of just tactical, you know, uh, strategies or decision-making or prioritization. So how, how would you, uh, elaborate on to that? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you got to the way the, 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 you know, what are the potential benefits of, of getting this done? Um, this project or whatever it may be, um, something like on-time delivery. It's, I mean, those benefits outweigh anything. I mean, you're talking sure. about, you can go to a customer now or a potential customer and say our on-time delivery average is 95%. You know, mm -hmm. it's how many other, how many of your other suppliers have that? Um, right. You know, it's that right there. I mean, that's a selling point. Um, yeah, and sure. obviously we use it. <laughs> um, we mm -hmm. use it now. Um, but then not only that is the respect you're going to gain from the, your customer. Um, you know, when you, you go for a supplier review, um, with your customer and they have absolutely no problems. They rate you higher than you rate yourself. Um, those benefits outweigh anything. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, that, that's, that should be, you know, a project like that is just that, that goes above and, and above anything else to me. Sure. Um, and yeah. I've seen it with more than just that. I mean, when you got, yeah. when you went for AS certification, you finished it in yeah. about four months and, yeah. um, just other things that you guys have done. So, um, yeah, I guess the, the takeaway for me maybe is, you know, have a, having a culture of, uh, pr probably also not, uh, having too many different projects going on at once. Correct. Like you're yeah, not trying things. to do 20 things all at once. You're focusing yeah. on yeah. a select few. You're making yeah. sure that, um, uh, you know, you have a plan with, with deadlines, you execute on it. And yeah. I'm, I'm also wondering, and, Tell, tell me what you think about this, that given everything else we've just talked about with, um, with the culture and the types of employees you attract and, um, just the productivity in general, there's enough bandwidth, enough overhead above sort of your break even point, if you will, that you actually have capacity to spend time doing, doing projects rather than just being stretched so thin running around fighting fires every day that yep. you can't hardly, you know, if someone is, is in the midst of, if that's their daily reality, that it's just like, you know, a scramble all day, every day, how can you possibly work on a big initiative? Yeah. Um, but you guys have built enough capacity in the system to have, uh, some, a, a comfort level to be like, yeah, I got a couple free hours today. I can do this yeah. because I'm not fighting fires. Is that, yeah. would you say yeah. that's true? Yeah, I mean, and, and I think a, a big part of not having to fight fires every, every day is is getting your processes in line. Um, mm -hmm. You know, making sure you have processes laid out um, and they're the right process. So everything flows right and there's no questions asked and everybody just knows what they need to do. Um, and I think that's a huge part of it, of mm -hmm. why we can, you know, take on these big projects, you know, take time out of our day to do things like that. Yeah, processes. Let's talk about that. Can you elaborate on how you how you build them, how you get buy-in on them, um, how you prioritize which process 
you should work on first or? Yeah. Um, pro shop had a lot to do with that. I keep plugging pro shop. Um, but it, it, and I'll say it real quick. Pro shop has been such a big part of the change in our company. Um, and I've told you that before. Um, you know, that, that is one of the, the biggest business decisions we've had to make. Um, and it, it has benefited us so much. Um, but then that helped us getting our, all our processes together um, and, you know, putting things out. I can't say on paper, but putting things out, you know, in the system digitally mm -hmm. so where everybody can see it and, you know, and, and getting your task lined up. Um, and, you know, an employee just knows they can go search for tasks. Okay, this is how I do something. Um, you know, or this is, you know, I don't have to go ask somebody. I can just look for the information myself in the system. Um, right. you know, cause then they're not coming, they're not stopping me or one of the other managers or anything. And they're, they're learning it on their own, um, mm -hmm. which I truly believe in. Um, so it's, that's, that's been the major part of, of helping us get our processes in line is, is the way mm -hmm. ProShop has that structured. Mm. Okay. All right. Well. Can't argue with that, I guess. <laughs> All right. Tell me more about this management group, management meeting thing that you were describing. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I developed a, a leadership team. Um, and uh, anybody who is a manager um, or somebody who has direct reports to them has to be part of this leadership team. There's no questions asked. Okay. Um, and if, if you don't want to be part of it, then you kind of can't be a manager. Um, and eventually the, the, the goal of it is to bring people that are aspiring to be managers or we see somebody that has leadership qualities, mm -hmm. we can bring them into the group. Um, okay. But we meet once a month. Um, it is a, a meeting in a group where we don't hold back. Um, we have to tell it like it is. Um, there's no emotion involved in the meeting or anything like that. Um, and we, it's all just, we, I, it's all just data and metrics and facts and, Yep, things like yep. that. Yep, absolutely. Um, and I run it as a, a kind of attraction slash EOS meeting. Um, so I okay. kind of implemented a little bit of EOS over here. Yep. Um, and we, I run it like that. So it's, it's very timed. It happens on the same day of the month, every month uh, at the same time. Um, and, you know, we, I speak on personal development. I kind of push that into them, but then we speak on KPIs and then, you know, we'll call people out in the room and say, you know, you didn't do this. You didn't do this. Um, you know, why was, you know, why was this job like this? You know, um, you know, and then we, we kind of take issues from it and it was like, okay, okay he's here, here's our, here are our, our to do's. This is what we have to work on. Uh, and then right. we're going to report back the next month. Um, but mm. it is, that's why I introduced the uh, Two Second Lean book. Um, and that's kind of how we're getting started on the lean journey over here. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's, we've had much success with it, even in the past three months that we've done it. Um, and I've seen people open up. Um, it's kind of where we did all the whole personality test and the disc assessment and oh, sure, right. all of that through this meeting. Um, and we, you know, everybody did their crystal nose profile. Um, right. And then I got, you know, I brought it up once we did it, it tells you, you know, how you interact with everybody and stuff like that. Um, so I, I got mm. to bring that up through the team. Um, and then we talk about, you know, what are our revenue goals? I kind of give them, you know, show them this is our three year vision. This is kind of where we want to be in three years, you know, and then we can speak about mm -hmm. okay, how we're going to get there um, and, and all of that. It's it's, it's been a, a very good thing the past three or four months. Yeah. So with 
focus on metrics and throughput and you know just the way you care for your team that's got to uh ultimately come out in the numbers and i know that you guys have had uh an extraordinarily high revenue per employee uh just from what i've seen uh out in the market um can you share a little bit about that and maybe what are the elements do you think that have helped contributed to that number being so high yeah um so it is a high number, um, I guess, from what we've seen. Um, and we actually just, I did the uh, Modern Machine Shop uh, Top Shop survey. Oh, yeah. um, I think we uh, we were in the top 20%, I believe, in that category. It might have been higher than that. I don't remember the exact. But uh, yeah, our revenue per employee is, is very well north of 350000 per employee, um, mm -hmm. which I've heard is high. Um, That's a good you know, number. Um, and it's it part of that stems from the way we started quoting in ProShop actually, because then we started recognizing what our real numbers and our cost was, and mm. you know we because we then we were able to grow our profit margin and all of that. Um, before that, we did we really didn't have no, no those numbers. Um, got it. It was, it was kind of too late to figure it out. You know, once we got to QuickBooks, um, so that was mm. a, a big thing. Um, and we didn't track revenue per employee. And here's a plug for EBITDA. Um, but until mm. we, we 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 signed up with EGS, which is EBITDA, EBITDA Growth Systems. Um, yeah, Dave, so and Dave Mike. and Mike. Yeah, um, and our coach, Dan. I, I got to plug Dan. Um, but um, we didn't even know that number. And when they first told it to us, we were like, we seen what it was. And they were like, this is high. This, you don't understand this. Like, how are y'all doing this? And we we're like, I, I don't. I don't know. It's just that's what we do. <laughs> you know, we don't, we're not going to quote to lose money on jobs. Um, sure, sure. And then all of our guys are efficient, you know, and it, 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 I think everything intertwines and, um, you know, from doing the estimating and, and quoting like that and then, you know, making the guys happy on the shop floor um, and, and getting, getting good production and, you know, having good processes. And it's all of that, you know, kind of comes together. And I guess that's where that number comes from. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, well, I think, uh, uh, yeah, like you said, there's probably so many variables that feed into that, but focusing methodically on all of them is really ultimately what culminates in, you know, a really incredible number, which, you know, yeah. is partly what allows you guys to do the things that you do. So kudos yeah. to you for that. Thank you. If you're getting in the defense industry, what are you doing about cybersecurity? Yeah, so we're looking into CMMC, um, mm -hmm. which is, it's a beast in its own. Yeah, um, yeah um, that's, and then it, it, the problem with CMMC right now is just it keeps changing and there's so much unknown. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's the problem with it. But, um, but yeah, we're, we're actively looking into that. Um, we have an, our, an IT firm that we work with um, that handles all of our um, outside IT stuff. Um, so they're helping with that also. Um, so we're, we're tackling the whole NISP, the whole NISP spec, uh, which mm -hmm. coincides with CMMC, um, yeah. and, and doing all of that. So it's, it's a big thing. Um, it's definitely going to come down from the DOD. Um, and you're, we're, you know, we're starting to see the whole CUI markings and all of that from customers. Um, how are you? you know, yeah. On, yeah onto, their, onto their drawings and stuff. Yeah. How, how is yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see some some of the newer drawings have the CUI markings on it. 
Um, yeah. So how, it's definitely how coming. If, how, if any way, are they marking 3D models? I haven't seen that yet. Um, that is not the big the, thing. It's not, it's not in the file name or... No, or, I haven't no. seen that. But what I have seen is the, these new drawings that have the 3D model embedded on it, in it. Yep. Um, and then, but you can actually view the model in the drawing, like in the PDF, you can rotate sure. it and all of that yep. stuff. So I'm assuming if that drawing is marked, they're going to, you know, see UI, it, it, it stems down mm. to everything else that's embedded within the print. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Have you seen, I know you don't do a ton of defense work yet, but have you seen customers um, saying, hey, you need to show me your SVRS score or get, you know, show me that you're making progress towards CMMC? Yeah, so we we do have a customer um, that requires you, you do have an SP score um, in the system registered. Um, and then you have to have a, a plan of action for everything. You can't say something's not implemented. Um, right. Yeah, so, and that's all run through Exostar. Um, so okay. Exostar has the surveys and stuff like that. And you have to fill out the CMMC survey and the cybersecurity survey um, okay. and tell them what you're working on. And yeah, you sure. can't have something not implemented. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I know it's, it's coming uh, and no one knows exactly when, but it's, yeah. I think it's, the timeline is getting shorter. It's going to be coming yeah, relatively so. soon. Yeah. So it's good that you're, uh, you're, you're uh, doing that. Yeah. Um, I like to ask what is the best advice you would share with shops, not as far along their journey? Um, We've talked about so many different things today, but if you had to <laughs> distill it down to, you know, a handful of just sort of key concepts or things to keep in mind or to focus on, uh, what would you suggest? Um, don't get complacent. Um, let's always look to improve things or processes. Um, don't, don't, don't just stay happy where, where you are. Um, once you achieve a project, um, Okay. Okay. What's the next? Immediately ask yourself, what's the next step? You know, what else can we do to to get better at something? Whether you know, improving the process that we just fixed or or something else. Um, and care for your employees. Um, that's employee care is that, that's probably the number one for me because um, I just know how much it means to everybody over here, um, and I see you know how much it has impacted growth um, at at the company. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's been eye opening for me to you know to see a little bit into that at the at the crawfish boils and visiting. Just it's it permeates everything, and it's really awesome to see it. So yeah, yeah, that is certainly uh, uh, yeah probably one of the most fundamental things that any shop could be doing to to help ensure success. Yeah, and in, in lean into people um, as well, and I, and I talk about employee care, but you know, think about the next generation, you know, of, of leaders that you're trying to develop, um, your guys mm -hmm. in the shop, um, you know, help them grow, show them how to grow. Um, one of the things that we do now over here is we have a, we have a leadership team. Um, so we, and then we do a leadership meeting once a month um, <clears throat> with these guys and I bring up personal development and, and all these things. And we talk about metrics and, you know, it gives them more insight into the company. Um, I share more with this team. Um, and it, you know, I, I really 
pushed on them to grow because um, I, I know how much it impacted me. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, we're, we're now we're getting into things like lean journey and all that stuff. I just made them all read um, two second lean. Um, oh, nice. So, Paul Akers. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So we're kind of getting it out and I'm kind of pushing them to say, you know, everybody come up with, you know, this one small lean project within your department. Um, so, right. yeah, oh, that's, grow, that's grow, grow your people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything you'd like to share that I haven't asked you? <laughs> oh, I don't think so, Paul. Um, you know, it's look for, I'll say if, you know, if, if you're not a business owner and you're listening to this and you're, you want to know, <clears throat> or trying to figure out how can you grow in the company, just do things, you know, just, you know, don't ask, you know, Hey, is it okay if I just do this? And then just don't even say, Hey, I did this. Just do the next thing and do the next thing and do the next thing. And that's picking power up off the floor. Um, and I'll say that, you know, that that's kind of what I did is I just did things and, and made it happen. Um, I didn't wait for somebody to ask me to do something. I just mm -hmm. looked at you know, the next project or whatever it may be. And said, okay, Hey, let, we should start doing this now. And this is how we should do it. Um, you know, whether it's implementing scheduling uh, or anything like that, or, or getting into automation over here now, um, which nobody, we, we would have never thought five years ago, you know, we'd have a robot robot on the floor. Um, right you know, picking parts out of, in and out of a machine or five axis machine in or anything like that. Um, you know, it's, it's, that, that's a big thing. If, if, if you're somebody on, on the floor and you're, or whatever, a manager, mid middle manager, and you just, you're wanting more is, is just, just do it. Just, you know, make things happen and, and don't ask for reward. Just the reward, the reward will come. I promise you people will notice and it's going to come. Sure. That's, that's great advice. Great way to wrap it up. Well, Cody, thank you so much for sharing your journey and Coastal's journey. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a it's been one of the highlights of what what we get to do here is getting to meet people like you and develop friendships and learn from you. So, yeah, keep up the great work. Thanks for inspiring other people. And uh, I will say, if anyone wants to learn about their ninety five percent plus uh, <laughs> on time delivery, there actually is a webinar. Uh, you can just search for it. Uh, online or our website uh, with Coastal, and uh, it was it's pretty cool what you guys have done there, and and uh, um, and uh, yeah, it should be inspiring. All right, it certainly is to me, so I'm sure it yeah. will be for many others as well. So, thank you so much again. Uh, appreciate this time today, and we'll see you around before too long. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. All right, take care. Hey there, everyone. Uh, so, wow, what a <laughs> what a great uh, what a great interview. What a great guy. What a great company. I hope that you were inspired by the importance of caring for people, like truly, genuinely pouring your heart into, um, into them and the benefits that that provides coming back, you know, into the company. Um, you know, this, this podcast for me is definitely, uh, when I first conceived of it and even more today was, you know, a passion project for helping to spread knowledge and thought leadership from, you know, from incredible leaders in the industry into others that, uh, 
are probably also great leaders themselves, but still could always learn more, right? Uh, or people that are on that journey. Um, I was abundantly clear with myself and, and with every guest uh, that this is not a pro shop podcast. It has a different logo. It has a different name. I take my sign down. I don't have my shirt on uh, that I have and everything else. Um, but it's hard to keep those segregated. And I do tell my guests, uh, and, and many of them are not customers. Um, they just are cool leaders in the industry that I want to talk with. Um, obviously, Cody spoke a number of times about ProShop. Um, it's hard to keep those from bleeding into each other. Um, so I, I just want to share on the record, I definitely didn't prompt him for that. I never do. Uh, there, there have been even some clients uh, that have been on the show and ProShop has never come up once. So you'd never even know they were a customer. And that's just great by me. Um, but the, I just wanted to speak to it because Cody mentioned it a number of times and the impact that it's had on them and really helped shape the organization they are today. And uh, that is uh, the most, one of the most rewarding things I can imagine in business is having such a positive impact on an incredibly amazing group of people and their mission and what they're doing in the world. Um, especially in precision machining, which as if you've listened to me for any length of time, you know how passionate I am about the importance of this industry to everything in the world. It is the foundation, the bedrock of every product that's ever made in the world. It starts with machining one way or another. And uh, so it's just critical that these companies thrive, your companies thrive. And so to see that at Coastal just fills my heart with joy. I love it. Um, and so I guess I wanted to both acknowledge and apologize that there was so much talk of ProShop, but it's, yeah, at the same time, um, I'm intensely proud of, of them and, and what they've been able to do with our tools and invite anyone that's looking for that to, uh, to talk um, with me or, or us. Um, so I feel a little sheepish saying that, but I, I just did. Um, so anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I do want to say I am looking for more guests. Uh, if you know of an amazing, amazing leader, you are an amazing leader in a well-established machine shop. Uh, please reach out to me uh, with a, an intro, a recommendation, um, uh, a self-volunteer, and uh, we look forward to uh, possibly connecting and having you on the show. So thanks so much again for listening and watching, uh, and we'll see you on the next show. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Machine Shop Mastery Podcast. We hope you learned something that inspires you on your journey. You can find more episodes and information over on our website, MachineShopMastery.com. There, you can also apply or nominate someone to be a guest on the show. We'll see you on the next episode. Until then, keep those spindles turning.